Welcome to the 74th edition of the Guna podcast, recorded immediately after numbers 72 and 73, on the Monday before Arsenal's final home fixture of the season at home to Aston Villa. Our sponsors are GunaShirts.com, the website for all your unofficial Arsenal t-shirt needs. This is your host, Don Sebastiano, and for our third podcast of this recording session, we have on the panel Mr. Cult Hero Highbury Spy himself, Steve Ashford. Oh, I don't know about the cult hero bit, but hello. Uh, we have Mr. Kevin Witcher of Much Guna Editing fame. Hello again. And Joe Broadfoot, who is famous for being Joe Broadfoot. Oh, that's, that's, that's a claim to fame, isn't it? Hello again. Right, we will move on swiftly to the first question, which is uh, about Cesc Fabregas' interview with Don Ballon. Does anyone believe Cesc will still be at the club next season, Kev? Well, to me, it was a coded goodbye message, really. Um, I have it on good authority that um, a deal has been done. Obviously, the club are not going to announce it, but just wait and see if the guy lines up in the starting lineup of our final two games and draw your own conclusions. Um, I mean, Real Madrid have agreed to pay 45 million. I suspect Barcelona might get the hump and gazump them. Um, perfectly possible, but one way or the other, I think he served his time. I think there was an agreement made last summer that he would give it another year. But, um, I mean, that interview kind of suggested the reasons he wanted to go the play, the players at Arsenal are being developed but you know they're not winners and he wants to win more trophies, he's had a nice taste of success with Spain he wants to do it at club level and an FA Cup six years ago just ain't quite enough Joe? Well it seems to me that Robin Van Persie is the new captain of Arsenal already he's appearing to take on the mantle of the captaincy, he's He's making a lot of uh, comments to the press and Cesc has gone strangely quiet. He was supposedly going to be fit in time for the Stoke game and for not not explained reasons or unexplained reasons, he didn't make it. And I just have to surmise from that he's never going to play for Arsenal again. And it's, it's, a, sad, it's a sad reminder that, that Arsene hasn't managed to build a side around him. And we have to accept that that he wants to go on to bigger and better things and he, he doesn't feel we can do that at Arsenal and I can't, can't complain about it. Steve, do you think there's any hope at all that uh, Cesc will stay? No hope whatsoever. He's gone. He went last summer in his head. He physically has been there this year but he's played a minimum number of games because of his hamstrings. Games he has played, he hasn't been influential enough in. Um, I think he's, he's gone. You know, uh, but the, the thing that worries me is that Robin Van Persie might choose to go down the same route because... How much longer is a world-class player that scores in virtually every match he plays going to hang around in a team that patently wants to promote the benefits of youth rather than win trophies? So we're going to lose possibly, um, possibly, well, definitely Fabregas, possibly Nasri, and possibly Van Persie as well, if you've got any sense. What about if uh, Wenger did the unthinkable and actually bought three world-class internationals, got rid of, say, De Nielsen, Diaby and Abue, replaced them with some solid, grown-up, you know, proper old players? I don't know. I, I suppose Iniesta and Puyol and players like that are well out of, out of our league, but some sort of, you know, quality players, I don't know. I don't know who. Would you say then maybe there's a, an outside chance we could keep... Sesk and with, with Sesk, I mean, basically, Wenger has had four or five years to build a team around Sesk, to, to surround him with world-class players, 
he must know that he wants to go back to Barcelona. He, in order to delay it for as long as possible, he should have signed those world-class players two years ago, or last year, or three years ago. We should be winning trophies now to keep Cesc at the club. We all knew that you know, if he was going to pair him with Danielson every week, or Song, or Walcott, all these useless players, Juru, you know, Almunia, that sooner or later Cesc would just say, right, I've had enough. Mm. Um, and that interview with that Spanish magazine where he said, Arsene has to make a decision. Is he going to... Um, is he, is he, is he, is he going to choose between developing players or winning trophies? Um, I think basically that was a guarded dig at Wenger because he knows that Wenger's going to carry on developing players. But surely, Kev, don't you think that if, if, Wenger, if Wenger was to lose Nasri, Fabregas and Van Persie, uh, and, and, you know, surely the right way round for us would be to get rid of, um, no disrespect to Nielsen, Diaby and Abue, but they're not exactly world-class internationals. Uh, wouldn't it be to replace players like that and keep the quality and really go and launch a, launch a proper campaign against the likes of Man United and Barcelona? Well, I think what keeps players at the club is success, and I think that's why Man United generally hang on to most of their um, big players. However, there are exceptions. Um, Tevez didn't want to go. Cristiano Ronaldo certainly did. Um, so even that doesn't guarantee you're going to hang on to any particular individual but what worries me more is that Wenger's made a great store of building a team together um, for the long term and infusing them with the culture of the club to such a degree that they wouldn't want to go anywhere else and yet season after season we seem to lose one or two key men um, certainly not going to lose Van Persie this summer but the other two guys have let their contracts... Well, Fabregas hasn't let his contract run down, but he's obviously in such a state of mental turmoil that he's not producing the football that we should be seeing for what he's being paid. So I think it's cut your losses time there. Uh, Nasri... Um, I mean, modern footballers now are mercenaries. And if you're going to get guys from abroad, what's the reason for them to stick around? It's not because they want to be in England. So, and, and this idea of them buying into the culture of the club has been proved false. You know, the, the main reason most of the guys are here is financial, because when they're very young, Arsenal offer them better terms than other clubs, and they offer them more opportunities because Wenger's got a reputation for playing young players. Mm. So they can get a leg up in their career on a bloody good wage at a very young age. But get, come the time when they're 23, 24, and other clubs come knocking at the door... They're going to say, OK, I've served my time, you know, but I'm not going to win anything with this bunch of losers, so I'm going to move somewhere where I'm going to get similar money, and especially now in Europe where the tax situation is more favourable, uh, because A, the strength of the euro, and B, the change in the tax laws in this country. I mean, there's no reason for a Spanish player to stay in this country. Um, unless they're actually so in love with the club that's winning stuff that they're not going to do better. Well, it has to be said, says Fabregas, I think he genuinely loves Arsenal. I don't think that's in question. But there is a point where, you know, I think every Arsenal fan knows that if they were says Fabregas, they'd consider going as well. Um, very well if, we if we weren't as in love with Arsenal as we are, we'd all bugger off. Especially after this uh, season. I mean, every single one of my Arsenal mates, we're all in an iron about renewing our season tickets. Yeah. We will because we love the club. If we were French and we were just passing fans, we, we would Well, there we are those who've gone to Barnet, yeah, aren't there? Yeah, and, uh, you know, a QPR are coming up next yeah. season. You know. I think yeah. I would raise this. The one thing that's interesting about this is that there's no anger directed at Fabric as to what's going to happen, no. but sorrow. 
Yeah. And that kind of says it all for me. Yeah, I agree. You know, we're not angry at the guy. We're sad that it's come to this. Yeah. But we know why it's come to this. And no one's blaming him. And apart and from Sesk, do, do you think there are any other players that are definitely going to go next season? I think Oshavi might go. I mm. think there's a strong chance Oshavi might go because basically it's cash-in time now or never. And is that a bad thing? Because he, has he been that great for the club? He's not been played in his right position. He's been let down by the manager. He hasn't been played in his right position. To be honest, Nasri's not been played in his right position. I mean, it all goes back to Arsene Wenger. Sorry to keep harping on about that, uh, harping on about it. But you know, in in the in the huge swathes of the season when Fabregas has been injured, Wenger has not played Nasri in Fabregas's position, which is where he prefers to play. He's still stuck him out on the wing and played someone else in central midfield. And those games against against Blackburn and Sunderland, where we were desperate to, to win those games, keep to keep us in the title race. I mean. Nasri was stuck on the wing for those games when, when Fabregas wasn't playing. And the Carling yeah. Cup final. Yeah, as and well, the Carling Cup final, yeah. And the, the minute Nasri, you know, the minute it's patently obvious that we're not going to score, Wenger moves Nasri into the middle and we look a different side. And why doesn't he start off doing that? Very good question. You know? But on the plus side, it, that probably means that Nasri will stick around at least one more year. Well, well, anyway, yeah, I've, only, I've only to see how his contract. Hmm. Well, on, on the plus side also, are there any players we want to go? <laughs> Walcott. No, not I mean, Walcott. I think it's, it's actually it's, it's quite likely Bentner will go. You know, I, I mean, the way the manager is talking about Bentner, it sounds like he will be going because he'll get a decent price for him, and I think he's realised that he's not actually improving. So you think we're going to still? You, do you think Danielson, Abue, and Diaby who, will still be Arsenal players? Who is going to pay those guys the wages they're getting at Arsenal? That's your first question. How long are their contracts? Do we? Well, I mean, with Danielson, both two or three years. Yeah. So you know, is someone going to pay Danielson fifty thousand a week? No. So he's, he's Winston Bogard there. You know, you, you're stuck with. You that could guy. loan him out though and play and play half well, wages. There has to be some imaginative uh, wheeler dealing, and if the, if it's left all down to the manager, nothing's going to happen because he hasn't got time to do it. You know, that's where the David Dean thing comes in. Well, that also brings us uh, on to the question with what do we see changing now that Stan Krunker, Krunkia... Uh, Kev, come on, just for a bit of, oh. bit of comedy here. Oh. Let's have Kev's Stan Krunkia imitation. Stan come on, Kev. Does he wear a syrup? Of course he does. does I do not wear, wear a syrup. What is a syrup, <laughs> anyway? A syrup is big. <laughs> does Stan Kroenke wear one? You've had it. I hope you enjoyed it. Every time I, every time I see Stan Kroenke, a picture of him, because mm. obviously you're never going to see him at the stadium. He's only been twice. And, and the West Ham fans are going on about Gold and Sullivan not going to away games since they've been in dire straits and how terrible that is. That their club isn't represented at away games. Well, welcome to the club because our club isn't represented at away games by our chairman. And it never will be either. I think it's terrible. So do we see anything changing? Well, firstly, I'd like to point out that he's not the chairman, he's the owner. Um, secondly, that his man is Gazidis, so ultimately you worry if Gazidis isn't going. I mean, I think we have to accept the kind of owner Kronke is, which is not hands-on. He, he, he's bought the club as an investment. Uh, he's put his people in to maximise the value of that investment, which is the reason the season ticket prices are going up. It's purely business. And, you know, those people would attend the matches. But Kroenke will appear twice a year. You know, the guy lives in America. I, I, I don't think people should get too hung up about it. What they should worry about is whether or not he's going to extract money from the club to pay for his purchase of it. 
Now, if he signs Zara at the moment, he's not going to. I do know that the Arsenal Supporters Trust will be keeping a very close eye on this. But as I said before in an earlier podcast, the club has £50 million of other operating expenses. Quite where that money goes has always been open to question, and it's quite possible that some of that could be siphoned off to Cronky, for all we know. On some uh, less less business-like level... um, what do we make of the new kit um, with the 125th anniversary badge about the size of the kit, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, is, the bi- is that the biggest Arsenal badge there's ever been on a, sure, absolutely. On a, on a kit? Um, what, what do we think of that? Definitely um, the biggest Arsenal badge. Steve, do you like it? I like the badge. Um, and sure. Also, another question. Why, after we've just got a brand new kit that actually I think is the best kit we've had for a while, yeah. why change it? Because we have to make money out of a new kit. We have to get more people to buy the new one. Is that every year now? We do that every season? Well, it's soon to find an excuse for an annual change. Um, mm. Certainly, in 2006, we had a kit for one year. Um, I think then we had one for two years. And then we had another one for two years. And now we're on back to the annual cycle. So when they can get an excuse to change it every year, they'll take it. Because it's all about the Benjamins. All right? Mm. <laughs> and that's what this is about. You know, 125 years, they could have just kept the current kit and changed the crest, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, they could have had another tree on there as well, because don't forget, Forrest gave us our first set of shirts. If we had any <laughs> more <laughs> foliage on there, they could, I don't think that they could have had the Emirates. They could have had a tree on the other side, <laughs> just above the Nike badge. Then we'd have had a tree. I think all of these I love And then they could have called us Arsenal Forest. Going forward, I like that. Yeah, yeah. well, I like that. I, well, maybe we yeah. need to change the name of the team. Yeah. Maybe like, that's where we're going wrong. I have to say though, I don't like the round neck on this new <laughs> The round neck is too tight and too high. I really don't like that. I like the round neck. It's seventies. It it's sixties and seventies. I hate the away kit. No, I don't like V-necks. V-necks at Arsenal. Come on, Steve. I like V-necks. V-necks is sort of Chelsea thing, isn't it? No, well, Chelsea got a round neck at the moment. I know, but ugh, no. I, I, I prefer the. I prefer the yellow and blue. The, the, well, this kit is horrible. This away kit. Well, well, you're, uh, this away kit. Yes, they've got the. What about the mooted blue half and half design mm. for the away strip that has done the rounds? Now, what is that design exactly, Kev? Well, it's a diagonal line across the oh. middle of the shirt. The top half it's is monocle, dark blue. It's monocle with light blue and dark blue. Yeah, the top half Ooh. is dark blue. The bottom half is light blue. Is that Wenger? Is that maybe Wenger's going back to his Monaco roots? Well, who knows? But I mean, the, the one thing I will say about it is that the kit, even if it is not that, is almost certainly going to be blue because the club don't actually like yellow away kits. Why don't they like yellow? They away do not kits? sell as well as the blue ones. Ah. Right, so once again, it's about how much money they can squeeze out of muggins over <laughs> I'm here. I'm afraid there is a bit of a common theme going on here. There is, it squeeze us for all we can, can, make us as frustrated. Maybe they don't want to win, so we get more frustrated so that we spend money on it. There could be some kind of psychological, like, oh God, I'm so pissed off, I'm going to go retail therapy. That's what it is. Between the blue kit, which that, that one we wore the season before last, that lovely dark blue one, which is quite nice with a very thin pinstripe. And this one, which is light blue and dark blue diagonal, mm. who's going to wear that down the pub? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a very good yeah, question. Does it go well with jeans? Possibly it does. Well, yeah. It does yeah. if you're yeah. from Newcastle, probably, yeah. or yeah. somewhere like that. But, um, no, but that's the thinking behind it, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Joe, what do you think about the um, lap of appreciation that they're going to have this season? Um, 
which I presume means that whatever happens, which means basically we're not going to win anything, uh, whether we come second or third is, is the best we can hope for. Mm. And may I just add, I'm very annoyed that we didn't beat Stoke because then we could have at least given Chelsea a little run for their money because yeah. to, to end up higher than Chelsea would have been some sort of achievement, yeah, wouldn't it? Bad it? Season, so and we would have been great. managed to blow that one. Um, so what do you think about having a lap of appreciation? Well, most clubs do have a lap of appreciation. I'm not saying it's a good thing because, really, you should you should do a lap of honour when you win something. And clearly, we were never going to win something with this current squad. It just wasn't strong enough. We all knew that. So, looking at it from from that perspective, you have to say that this squad has done as well as it possibly can. It's just not good enough. Steve, do you think maybe as a sort of punishment they should make them do it outside the stadium so that they all have to run around <laughs> yeah. outside? Yeah, all the fans that have left early to avoid the lack of appreciation. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Make, make the team... The players have to confront them. No, for the way so they played they, against Stoke. So as they're walking out, all the players, you know, as, as, as all the fans are walking out, then they're confronted with the players, they can go... Fuck off, a buoy, you fucking useless cunt. Cost us the title against Liverpool. We said the same yeah. word, never mind. Yeah, but, but wait a minute, I mean, a yeah. buoy is a cult hero, whether we like it that, or not. Therein lies the problem. He could yeah. still be a cult hero and not play for Arsenal. I'll still wear his t shirt if he played for Fulham. You know, that's I, fine. I think basically, I think basically the, whole, the whole stadium should leave against Villa. So when they come out to the lack of appreciation, the stadium's empty. And that's the best way we can do. Oh, to well, that would be like making them. them we think. That would be like making them eat cockroaches, as yeah, Kev mentioned yeah. uh, in an earlier podcast. Going back to the lack of, lack of the, lack, the lack of appreciation, Wenger said at the start of the season, no one expected us to be in the top four. No one expected us even to get in the Champions League, and we're finishing third or fourth or second, which, according to Wenger, is success. Well, I would say the reason that we didn't, or no one expected us to finish in the top three or four, is because, yet again, he didn't spend the money that was available to him in the summer. So that's not Mm. us saying, well, we didn't expect success. That's us saying we didn't expect success because you didn't spend the money. Because Arsene Lenga was too careful with somebody somebody put it to me. Talking of money, money, um, what are your thoughts on season ticket price increases? Um, Obviously, no one likes season ticket price increases, but do we feel that they are acceptable rises? I mean, no. they're not, obviously, but I mean, the bottom line is this you know, they're going to raise 4.5 million net from these uh, increases, and the manager has between 30 and 40 million sitting in the player trading account. So, why do they need the money? Well, it seems to me that everything that's been discussed so far is about them taking money off us from new yeah, shirts. I mean, that, that's the only conclusion yeah. you can draw. They don't need the money, no. so they're only they're only getting it because they can. Um, so, I mean, you, you've really got to criticise that. Now, if the club had spent every penny they had on players and and, and wanted to continue maximising their chances of, sort of success by spending all the revenue. I would, it would be a little bit easier to swallow. But the fact that they've got excess money just lying in the bank, doing absolutely nothing, makes it a very, very... Well, it's not obscene, but it's, it's pretty poor taste, to be honest with you. And uh, another little serious note, uh, the Black Scarf March before the Villa game, which is being organised by the Where Has Our Arsenal Gone movement. Will any of you three be joining up with that? And maybe Kev could give us a brief outline, because we haven't got long left, uh, about what that's all about. Well, it's a new movement uh, that started off a few months ago, earlier this season, 
who's got a few different uh, things they're unhappy with and um, the culmination of their recent activity is to organise a march from the Cannons Pub in Blackstock Road which I believe starts at 2.30 before the villa game. Don't worry about this, the history by the time this podcast goes out. No, it won't. This podcast will go out before the weekend. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, so, it'll... it'll uh, oh, no, it sets off at 3. Okay, so they're going to gather for half an hour at 2.30 outside the Cannons Pub and walk from there past the old stadium um, and then over the... Uh, Danny Fisman Bridge, or the Clock End Bridge as it used to be, and then round to the Cannons Roundabout. So from the Cannons to the Cannons, and the main focus of it seems to be the season ticket price increases, although there are other things on their agenda, such as getting rid of Chairman Peter Hill Wood. However, I think it's a good opportunity for anyone who's not happy about what's going on at the club generally to get together and voice their discontent, it will get lots of media interest. And if there are 4,000, 5,000 people on it, my God, then the board will actually be aware of the amount of discontent there is. So to answer the question, will any of you three be having a walk across the bridge? I will be bridge? busy organising the distribution of the Guna. So I I'd love to. I will be in my usual pre-match pub sinking a few pints of real ale. <laughs> Last home game of the season is too valuable to waste. But could pub. you wear a black scarf I in that pub at least? I will be wearing a black scarf and a black part. t-shirt in sympathy with those, those guys. You can apparently get in Arson yeah. We Rust t-shirts from Gunashirts.com. Oh, I like the sound of that. So if I can get one of the, those t-shirts and a black scarf, if anyone can lend me a black scarf, it's, no one's saying yes or nodding their head, so I'm assuming I won't be going then. Because I need that black scarf. Can I not go on the march try, without a black scarf? Try Primark. I'm sure they'll do okay, that. Okay, I'm, I'm going to nip into Primark. Sure, then. just take a sock and s- s- a, a, <laughs> a, a navy blue sock will do. Dye yes. one. Get a scarf and dye it. <laughs> yes. So, that ahead. brings us nearly to the end, but only not quite to the end, because um, after a, a, a recent visit to Craven Cottage for the final match of the season... Um, we'll all be aware of the Michael Jackson, glorious Michael Jackson, um, I can't really call it a statue, it's a sort of plastic, it's weird isn't it, whatever it is, yeah. it's typical, um, well uh, let's hope we never, if we do ever have a statue it will be a bit better than that. But who from the world of entertainment would make a suitable subject for a statue outside Arsenal's stadium? I'll throw that straight on to Joe because I know he's, he's the well, quickest thinker. you, Basti, you're the man. You're I'm the man. not from the world of entertainment. No, but you are in a sense, but let's not go there because we've, we've had, uh, if, had do the they, mail. Do they have anyone, a Z minus? Hate mail. Um, he's do, an entertainer. You have to be so, at least a Z list celebrity to be called. Oh, did they say Jim Bowen? Because something to do with. Um, you know, you know that, that Jim Bowen um, game show that he was on? Bullseye. Bullseye. And there was some sort of analogy between... Look what you could have won. Yeah, look what you could have won. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, so, so definitely, Jim Bowen, Jim, outside, good outside suggestion. the stadium. Yeah. Jim Bowen, look I've, what got, you won. I've got a couple of other suggestions. Yeah. Number one, Homer Simpson, because it's been a doe kind of season. Yeah. And the other one is Jenna Jameson, who is a famous pornographic actress... Oh. Only because the fans are getting right royally F U C K E D at the moment. Oh, it's a bit of symbolism. Yeah. Can, I just ask, can I just ask a quick question before we go, Basti? Of course quickly. you can. Of Very course quickly. you can. We're having all this moan here, and we're going to finish in the Champions League, barring an absolute miracle. Spurs—they failed to qualify for the Champions League. 
yet they're going to think they've had a good season. Are we all being ultra-critical with all this? It's about your level of expectation, and ultimately, you know, we um, are at the level where we take being in the Champions League as a given, and so we set our aspirations as higher than that. Spurs are on a level below. It's like the food chain, mm. you know, they are below Arsenal, so they aspire to be where we are. Mm. Now, if they were where we are for 15 years, mm. they would be frustrated like we are. Yeah. So, I mean, in all fairness, it depends who you support and what your expectations are and whether or not you have the opportunity to actually realise those expectations and achieve that little bit more when you're given the opportunity to do so. so Arsenal want, have failed blatantly for four seasons to do that. So they want to be Arsenal and we want to be Man United. Got it in one. Well, I'll answer the question for you, Stephen. In my opinion, I think... If we end up higher than Chelsea, which we really blew against Stoke, which mm. is a downer, yeah. had we have ended up higher than Chelsea this season and come yeah. second, I'd have said, no, we've done better because we've progressed from our last few yeah. seasons yeah. and we're still moving forwards. Yeah. If we end up lower than Chelsea this season, I'll see it as a big failure this yeah. season. I will as well. I know okay. you're going to wrap up in a minute, so just a quick word to say thanks to the following for emailing. We will try and get your emails in in next month's broadcasts. Patrick Brunberg, Tyler O'Meara and Jeremy Cunnington. We've just run out of time, guys. Which means it's time to run... Poor no name. Poor no name. (laughs) Sorry, Steve. Jeremy Cunnilingus. (laughs) Thank you, Steve. On that note, we will end up... Well, my poor no name actually is Jemima Stuckrath. If you take your... First pet and your you can keep that DVD. family name. <laughs> so uh, there we go. We'll do poor no names in the next issue, which is your it's your family pet and your your um, mother's maiden can name. You mentioned a word called Julie Cunnington. What a great name that would be, wouldn't it? What's uh, Steve? What's your first pet and your mother's maiden name? My first pet, Snowy. Yeah, Christy. <laughs> Snowy Christy. That's a great <laughs> poor no name. Right, we'll do Kev's and Joe's next time because there's no time now. Unless, well, come on, we might as well fit him in. Right. Come on, Kev. <laughs> If you think I've given my mother's maiden name to some hacker who's going to get into my bank account, you've got a big mistake. <laughs> well, we've all got Steve's. We've all got Steve's, so that's good news. By the way, it's Christy with a K. Uh, right, OK. So, I'll be withdrawing a thousand tomorrow. To wrap up now in traditional style, the email address for any communications about the podcast is to... I'm talking in German accent now. Is to the gunapodcast at gmail.com. Thanks once again to our sponsors, Goonashirts.com. We will be back early in June with reflections of the season as a whole. I can't, I can't speak anymore. Um, picking out the good, the bad, and the downright ugly of the last 12 months. And there's been a fair, fair ugly moment or two. I've got to say, though, that Barca night, beating them 2-1 was good. So just a little bit of optimism there so that we can all sleep well. And uh, making a wish list of players for the manager not to purchase before August the 31st. I would like a wish list too of the players we do want to uh, purchase. That would also maybe come in handy. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't particularly want Scott Parker to be honest, because he's old and injury prone. Yeah. Would you want John yeah. Terry? Oh God, yeah. I'll take John Terry tomorrow. I'm afraid I'd, I'd have to agree with that. Just a quick reminder that the current issue of the Guna number two one five is on sale at the Villa game on Sunday the fifteenth, and outside Craven Cottage the Sunday thereafter. I'm your host, Don Sebastiano. Thank you so much to Kev, Steve and Joe. And also, we've got Mark sitting in the corner giggling over there. So he might as well join in for the one and only 1930s Arsenal song that goes 
Oh, good friends and jolly good company. Well, hey!